This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and your host on Ringler Radio. Thanks for joining us again today. You know, in recent years, medical marijuana has become a controversial topic. In several states, medical marijuana laws have been enacted. And to date, a total of 20 states and the District of Columbia allow for public medical marijuana programs. Research has shown that marijuana may relieve symptoms of certain chronic illnesses, so it's become uh, more and more part of our public discussion. So what happens as medical marijuana use becomes legal? How will it impact your workforce? And today on Ringler Radio, we're going to talk about medical marijuana within the workforce and get a legal perspective from an attorney who practices within the workers' compensation arena and especially deals with the medical marijuana subject. So our special guest today is attorney Richard Lenkoff from the firm Bryce Downey & Lenkoff in Chicago, Illinois. His practice areas include entertainment law, insurance litigation, and workers' comp. Rich is also a frequent lecturer and involved in a number of national organizations, including Claims and Litigation Management Alliance, RIMS, and the Illinois Association of Defense Trial Council. So with all that, welcome to the show, Rich. Welcome to Ring the Radio. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Terrific, terrific. Well, Rich, tell us a little bit about your practice and your work within the workers' compensation arena. So I handle, like you said, workers' compensation among a couple other areas, but workers' compensation is a primary of my practice. I've been handling workers' compensation here in Illinois for the last 18 years um, and uh, haven't really come across too many issues that uh, we haven't experienced before. So um, that's a little bit about my background. Well, that's that's terrific. Uh, you obviously have a lot of experience in that arena. So let's get right to the topic here. Medical marijuana can be a complicated and, frankly, a controversial matter, especially when it involves employees. And So talk to us about what you're seeing when it comes to workers' comp, medical marijuana, and your clients. Well, I think the biggest issue that we're going to face is the inherent conflict between the employee's um, ability to use marijuana now under the statute and the ability for our clients, which are exclusively employers, to defend those cases using the uh, intoxication and, and, and drug use defense that we have in Illinois. Um, the law allowing medical marijuana in our state is pretty brand new, so there's not a lot of case law so far on it, uh, but we're going to see a lot of litigation where employees are allowed, on the one hand, to use marijuana because of their health, but on the other hand, uh, the their employers are um, defending their claim as not work-related. Interesting. Well, let's go back then to June of 2011 when the reform of the Illinois Workers' Compensation System was signed into law. Tell us about the reform and uh, how it impacted the defense of these workers' compensation claims. Sure. Um, that's an important context when looking at the current uh, state of affairs because in uh, 2011, the governor of Illinois, uh, 
Pat Quinn signed into law one of the most comprehensive workers' compensation reform packages, um, not only in our state, but, but in the entire country. The intention of this reform was to level the playing field a little bit to make things uh, in Illinois a little bit more business-friendly. Uh, Illinois, as you probably know, is a state where um, the perception, at least, is that it's very pro-employee when it comes to workers' compensation. So the goal uh, was to make things a little bit more equitable so that businesses would um, be inclined to stay in Illinois. So some of the important parts of that reform um, package in 2011 included things like a reduction of the medical fee schedule, uh, the introduction of AMA ratings to uh, disability evaluation um, and uh, preferred physician panels, which is basically a list of doctors that the employer provides to employees from which they uh, select their their care. In addition to those, um, one of the things that was uh, addressed in this reform package was the intoxication defense. As I said earlier, uh, employers now have more tools upon which to, def- to defend a case where their worker uh, is injured while intoxicated or using drugs. So drug use and intoxication was uh, strengthened or, or the ability to defend those cases was strengthened as part of this reform package. So there in 2011, you strengthened the ability to uh, fight back against some of these uh, intoxication issues that arise in the workplace. And then in 2013, uh, Governor Quinn signs the Compassionate Use of Medical Cannabis Pilot Program Act into law. So tell us a little about that law and then how it juxtaposes against the 2011 reforms and uh, how you deal with that. Right. So as you stated earlier, the trend uh, across the country now is, uh, you know, towards legalization of of marijuana. Uh, We've seen a couple of states um, in which marijuana use is uh, legal across the board, notwithstanding any medical condition. Um, And certainly the use of medical marijuana uh, seems to be a growing trend. So uh, seeing that, Illinois uh, jumped on the bandwagon and, and the governor signed this law. Back in August of 13, it took effect in January of 14, just a couple of months ago. And basically, um, as the name implies, it allows um, patients with qualifying medical conditions to legally purchase uh, marijuana from authorized and uh, licensed dispensaries in Illinois. Um, as we've talked about, that has led to, or it will lead to, an inherent conflict between uh, your rights as an employee to use medical marijuana and the employer's right to make sure that your accident is not caused by marijuana. Well, what are, what are some of those qualifying conditions for the medical marijuana use? I mean, obviously, the biggest dilemma is somebody gets caught using marijuana and they're going to claim that it was a medical marijuana in Illinois. Let's say they're going to claim it's a medical marijuana usage uh, uh, need that they have. So how do they? How does all that qualifying conditions for medical marijuana use uh, in the new law? How does that? Uh, how does that look? Sure. So there are forty conditions that are listed. Um, pretty wide ranging list of conditions. Forty many conditions, many of which are co- <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and if you look at the list, uh, there are, you know, a lot of catch-all sort of, you know, conditions that we often see people winding up in when their doctor can't really find anything else wrong with them. I'm talking about things like tennis elbow? fibromyalgia. Yeah, tennis elbow, you know, headache, uh, 
you know, basically if you, if you wake up, uh, not feeling right, uh, you, you qualify. <laughs> yeah. But you know, things like fibromyalgia and, and CRPS and reflex sympathetic dystrophy, these are conditions that as a defense attorney, you know, I take a, a very hard look at and with a very, you know, large degree of skepticism because I think a lot of doctors sometimes fall into the trap of diagnosing these conditions when there's nothing else really going on. So those are some of the conditions that qualify in addition to, you know, more traditional diagnoses like cancer, glaucoma, sure. hepatitis, things like that. Sure. I think everybody understands the, the, the use of medical marijuana in the glaucoma or, or cancer arenas. I think what you're saying though, is that some doctors are, taking a patient and somehow trying to create the condition to qualify within that 40, those 40 conditions to make that medical marijuana use uh, appropriate for that individual. Exactly, exactly. And, and and those conditions, the ones that I mentioned, things like fibromyalgia and CRPS, those are, you know, those are things that we on the defense side and my clients really look at with a lot of skepticism um, because, you know, they are more difficult to quantify conditions. They very much rely on the subjective um, complaints of the patient. And, you know, frankly, they're uh, crutches in my mind for employees who often don't want to, you know, don't want to get back to work and don't want to get better. I hear you. What about insurance coverage for medical marijuana use? What what do you see in that arena? So right now, uh, that's a little bit of an unknown qua- uh, quantity. Um, I think that as the law develops, you're going to see more coverage afforded for it. And again, as this issue becomes more um, more in the mainstream, I think you're going to see uh, coverage for it with, you know, certain exclusions, of course. But I think you will see the insurance industry um, just due to the reality of it, um, you know, afford more coverage for it. And, and how does the legalization of medical marijuana impact the cost issue uh, in cover- when you're covering workers' compensation claims and settlements? How does it impact the cost? Well, I think it's something that, you know, you're going to have to um, account for and reserve for. Um, you know, it's it's a little unknown at this point how much, you know, this is going to cost. Um, certainly, you know, from some empirical evidence from other states, um, there is a lot of tax involved in medical marijuana. Um, Illinois also, again, it, it seems from empirical evidence that it will be one of the more expensive states to um, open a dispensary just due to the um, fees and taxes involved. So I think when considering a claim involving a patient with medical marijuana, uh, those are all going to be factors that you're going to work into your reserve uh, and cost structure. And it also sounds from what you're saying is that uh, with the potential for abuse, let's let's call it, there's going to be a lot more defense costs potentially on some of these cases because these cases are going to have to be contested in most instances, I would assume. Is that right? Yeah, uh, no question. I think that if you've got, I mean, from my perspective, and luckily from my client's perspective, I think they have always taken the right approach to their employees who, you know, are under the influence when they get hurt. Most of my clients don't want to pay claimants who are even a little bit drunk or a little bit high. So, you know, I think it's a good public policy um, to take a hard line with those kind of claims just because you don't want to send a message to the legitimately injured employees that, 
you know, it's okay to show up to work even a little bit high. Yeah. But certainly it will lead to additional defense costs as these cases get litigated. No question about that. And uh, with that, let's take a quick break here on Ringle Radio. Uh, this is a very interesting discussion. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute with attorney Richard Lenkoff talk more about medical marijuana and how it affects the workplace. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit ringlerassociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and I'm joined today by my special guest, Attorney Richard Lenkoff from Bryce Downey and Lenkoff in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Rich, as you can imagine, there are many questions when it comes to the workforce uh, and employers uh, around medical marijuana. For instance, can you prohibit marijuana use during work hours or on work premises, even, for example, if it is uh, for the medical use? So that's a good question, and that's, you know, I think where we're going to see a lot of litigation. Um, I think, you know, you can. Uh, you can certainly have a policy where you prohibit any kind of drug use at work. The question is going to become, and, you know, one that I, re- I, I don't know the answer to right now um, because it's too new, is what happens if you do have someone who has a legitimate qualifying condition, has a doctor's note, um, and, you know, is allowed to take medical marijuana during work hours. Uh, that's going to, you know, butt up right against your policy, and that's going to lead to some litigation. I think that they'll probably be allowed to, subject to some, you know, reasonable restrictions. But uh, for right now, uh, I think it's okay to have, obviously, a policy that bans any drug use, but we'll have to see how that uh, interferes with the medical marijuana statute. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, in other words, you can't smoke cigarettes in a, in a typically in an office building anymore. Sometimes you can't even uh, do that in the outside near the front door. It's going to be in- interesting to see where the location is for someone to actually in, in, involve themselves with medical marijuana on a premises of a workplace. Right. Exactly. Well, legally. Can you fire someone who's caught under the influence, or, or are they protected under the law, under this new law? Well, I think they're protected as long as, of course, they meet the standards according to the law. So they have to have, obviously, the qualified medical condition. They have to be using it, um, you know, in moderation. It's not like you can be prescribed a certain amount of marijuana and then, you know, have a big old party with your friends and, yeah. and go crazy. So. I think that as long as you're using the medical marijuana 
for the purpose that your doctor intends and you're using it reasonably, you're probably protected against uh, your employer firing you. Um, but if you go beyond those restrictions and you abuse it, certainly I think there's uh, ample ground to terminate you. Well, I think another common question, uh, Rich, is when you're interviewing somebody uh, for the job and you have an applicant who has a positive marijuana test, typically in the past it could be a disqualifier. Now, of course, it's going to be a little more complicated. Uh, what can you do in a situation like that? So those are good questions. I, I think, you know, you have to tread a little more lightly than you would in the past given, you know, this this – this new law. Um, if you've got a, let's say you've got a employee who injures themselves at work and you test them and they test positive for marijuana, what do you do? Well, the burden in Illinois still shifts to them. So one of the positive results of the reform that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. in 2011 was that it is now harder for an employee to prove that it was work rather than drugs that caused their injury. So if you've got a positive drug test, the burden then shifts to the employee to prove that it was their work activities rather than, in this case, the marijuana that caused their um, injury. It is possible to prove that, but the burden shifts to them rather than the burden shifting to us. Well, let's just take a a quick example. Uh, Someone is driving on behalf of the company down the road, uh, a typically covered uh, event, uh, and yet they've had medical marijuana shortly before that time and get get into an accident. Absent the marijuana, it would be a, a covered, compensable injury. Does the medical marijuana piece and the uh, intoxication piece in that regard color the, uh, you know, the characterization of of that injury? It does. Um, You know, you've still got the element of of drug use in there. So if I had that claim across my desk, I would deny it. Um, I would, you know, avail myself of the 2011 reform and shift the burden to the claimant, to the employee, to show that they, number one, qualify under the Medical Marijuana Act, and number two, um, that they were using it properly, and number three, that their drug use was not the cause of the car accident in this case, but rather it was due to some other work-related factor. So um, the fact that you are allowed to use medical marijuana under this new law doesn't mean that everything that you do um, is, is protected. You still have to prove that it wasn't the drugs, but it was work that caused your injury. Very, very good point. And uh, Rich, what about random drug testing? Uh, is that uh, affected in any way by uh, by this new law? Can an employer still implement random drug drug testing? They can. Um, you know, this really doesn't affect an employer's ability to do that. Uh, it's something that a lot of our clients do on a regular basis. You know, as long as they are following um, a regular protocol in terms of doing that and you know, the injured employee can't say that they're doing it only for them or this is the first time that they have that policy. As long as they have a regular and consistent policy, then it's perfectly acceptable to do so. Okay, terrific. And one final question, Rich, to wrap it up. Uh, What's your advice to employers out there who have employees who are taking medical marijuana right now? What's the general rules that you're trying to uh, tell your clients? Well, uh, continue to be aggressive with um, you know, these workers' compensation claims and, and any claims in general, uh, just because an employee 
has the right under this new act to take medical marijuana, that doesn't mean that their work-related or, or their, their claim of a work-related accident is going to be held compensable. Uh, those are two separate things. They might very well have the right to take medical marijuana. That doesn't mean that they've met their burden of proof in showing that it was work rather than marijuana that caused their injury. So the burden is theirs to prove. You don't have to you know, disprove anything. They still have to prove up their claim. Um, so continue to you know, make them do that and be aggressive in defending your claims. Well, terrific. It's been a great conversation. I think there's no question it's a controversial area, and it's going to provide, uh, I think, a lot of work for you, Rich, as you go forward. Uh, these cases are going to get complicated and, and contentious, I, I believe. And, of course, a friend of mine says the more uh, states that pass these legalized uh, marijuana laws uh, is more proof that the country's going to pot. But uh, that's, that's for others to decide. But anyway, uh, Rich, any final thoughts? How about contacting you? How does someone get a hold of you? Um, so my email address is uh, R. Lenkov. It's my first initial and last name, R-L-E-N-K-O-V, at BDL Firm. That's B like Bryce, D like Downey, L like Lenkov, firm, F-I-R-M dot com. Uh, my phone number is 312-327-0032. Our website is bdlfirm.com. Happy to answer any follow-up questions on this or any other issue that your listeners might have. Terrific, terrific. And, uh, Rich, thanks again for joining us. And uh, all of you out there, uh, if you're first-time listeners, you can always know you can download this show and any Ringler Radio show from our website, ringlerassociates.com, of course, where you can also find all the Ringler Associates all around the country to help you with your structured settlements. And also, of course, you can find these radio shows on ringlerradio.com or LegalTalkNetwork.com, or you can go to iTunes and download them directly from iTunes, which is a pretty easy way to do it the way a lot of folks do. So with that, I just want to thank my guest again, Rich Lankoff, uh, for joining us on this very uh, interesting, interesting discussion on medical marijuana. And uh, Rich, once again, thanks for joining us today. It was a pleasure, Larry. Thank you very much for having me. Terrific. And for all of you out there listening, go have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today. Today.